Welcome to the Renegade Reports and um, your favorite right-wing rape apologists. Beyonce hating. Oh, that, that's the worst, actually. I can't believe you hate Beyonce. I mean, and you don't really hate her, actually. I, I don't give a shit about who she is, <laughs> to be honest with you. What? What? How can you not just love her latest single? Isn't it amazing? It's so empowering. What's it called? Sprite or Sparberry or... What's yeah, it called? Um, I'm, I'm, I'm just not part of the pop culture, I can yeah. tell you. Well, it's been, a, it's been an interesting uh, week, weekend. Uh, Ramon, you want to elaborate a bit? <laughs> well, we raised 44,000 rand for a lady in need. We were very bad people for doing that, by the way. Absolutely. Um, received more hate in two days than I've ever received in my whole life. A um, lot of victimhood mentality going on. Uh, oh, by the way, we did invite Roads Must Fall uh, to this podcast. They said they would uh, talk internally about coming on. Um, they haven't responded, so we ha- gave them the opportunity and they didn't take it, so they're not here. Yeah, we told them time, we told them place. Uh, they mentioned something about transport. Uh, believe it or not, uh, we don't hold any white capital, so uh, we did offer to, to phone them, you know. We'd pay for the phone call at least. Uh, not interested, apparently. Um, uh, other haters, you know, Chester Missing has, has also been invited to come onto the podcast. Uh, he responded by blocking us. Yeah, absolutely. Calling us, uh, who knows what he called him anyway. Uh, yeah, uh, ENT journalist Nicholas Bauer said, Yawn, what have you done for black domestic workers? Um, apparently, paying mine way above market rates and giving her food and shelter. Does not count. Um, who else hates it as? Oh, Rebecca Davis, a it feminist. Doesn't, it doesn't count unless you move out of your house into like a slum, you know. Yeah, then my domestic worker can stay in my house then, I suppose, right? Well, you only have that house because you're white, Roman. So, um, yeah, as you can hear, we're uh, a little bit shaken up, uh, but that only uh, uh, makes us a little bit more resilient. Uh, let's uh, Let's get on to... Really, what happened? I think I think most of you listening will have a, a fair idea. Uh, essentially, an important distinction to make, uh, and, and to cause a Kwabe uh, and his friends uh, went out to to a restaurant last week. We we I think it was on Friday. That's when the Facebook post uh, came up came about. Uh, had service, assumptively had a meal, had a good time. We hope, and uh, when it came to pay the bill. Uh, decided not to tip the waitress. Well, you know, that's okay. You're allowed to do that. Um, personally, I think you're a dick if you don't tip waitresses and waiters. But uh, you're allowed to, to, to do that. Uh, and uh, unfortunately, they took it uh, not just one step further, but, but quite a few steps further. So they wrote on the, on the, on the bill that uh, they would not uh, tip the waitress until she gave back the land. Because we all know that the blue-collar working class... Uh, be they white, black, Indian, or any other race, uh, are, are, are holding on to all that land of, of everyone's. Yeah, they're the biggest landowners in the country, don't you know? Mm, yeah. Um, so uh, we will not tip the waitress till she gives back the land. The waitress uh, got upset 
Um, we subsequently found out that that might have to do with a lot that's going on in her life. Um, and I, I suppose it really would have ended there. None of us would have known about it because every day people are assholes and we don't know about people being assholes. Uh, no, um, no, not at all. But the best thing about social media is that you can just portray to the world how much of an asshole you really are. Yeah, so you then go and you, you, you post a Facebook post gloating about how you did this to another human being and, and how wonderful it was to see them uh, react and how wonderful it was to break them down. Uh, and How wonderful it was to see her white tears. Yeah, and uh, politicize it, racialize it, and, uh, and put it out there. And, and when you do that, you see, uh, when you pick on someone, uh, you demean them as a human being. Because that's all it is, demeaning another human being. And then you go and advertise that fact as if it's something to be proud of, which it never will be. Uh, that's uh, obviously when you get a reaction. And, and, and I suppose uh, that's both of us actually within a few minutes of each other on, uh, on Friday actually tweeted. Uh, I tweeted, I'd like to give the, the waitress a tip. Uh, Ramon tweeted, we should crowdfund a tip for this lady. And, and then uh, Sikhle Ngobesi, who um, we had on the podcast last week, and uh, he, uh, he basically uh, was excellent on that podcast. It's, it's really an exceptional one. Uh, go listen. We apologize for the sound quality, but other than that, it, it really was wonderful to listen to essentially someone who is uh, truly a classic liberal uh, standing up for individual freedoms. And uh, Sikhle went to the restaurant having seen that something bad had happened to another person, feeling for that person uh, as normal human beings would. Uh, you know, just uh, empathy. Uh, arrives at the restaurant, uh, gave, the, gave the waitress a tip. Uh, spoke to the waitress, um, and um, he uh, sort of consoled her, apologized for the abuse she had suffered, and uh, and and then went on his way. Uh, we sort of then said, "All right, well, we all kind of had a similar idea." Um, Sekhle went and actually did it. Uh, let's see if we can raise a, a bit of money for this lady, uh, just to kind of show her that. Uh, you know, the, the hatred isn't isn't uh, everyone, and that uh, we're going to stand up a bit to to this kind of bigotry. So we did. Uh, we we uh, we then we then uh, started a crowdfunding campaign. Uh, Ramon posted to his Twitter. We posted to the Renegade Report account, uh, and uh, that then went quite viral. Um, Ramon. Uh, how much was it that we raised within the first couple of hours? Well, in the first five hours, we raised six and a half thousand rand. By the time I went to bed at about 3 a.m. on Saturday morning, we were sitting at 10,000 rand. Yeah, I, I need to say that the uh, people who, the hate mongers, essentially, because I, I really don't know how, how to, to even um, quantify them anymore. And, and I need to point out that it's very diffi difficult to separate um, the people on the right who who are just bigots, who are, you know, when a uh, person on the left will tell us white privilege, the person on the right makes some uh, racial slur, both of you are losing the moral high ground. You are not right. You are not any way representing uh, anything that is correct or that is just. Um, and we really can't. We really can't tell the difference between the two, but um, some really big names in the sort of media industry, in the sort of 
sciences, critical thinking, ethics, um, have really come down quite hard on us, uh, and we, we really don't understand uh, the logic behind that. Um, I think uh, at this point, let's, uh, let's uh, bring uh, Sikhle uh, into the conversation. Uh, Sikhle, are you with us? Yes. Hi, good morning, guys. Uh, morning. Yeah, look, it's been a very interesting weekend, um, and interesting is, a, is an understatement. Um, but yeah, in, in terms of the hate mail, it's just totally uncalled for, oh. and no arguments actually made by these people. You know, it's just a, on the one hand, ad hominem attack against people who've actually done something, and on the other, just a, a dismissal of, of a human being more than her skin color. So I find it hard to see, you know, that, what sort of logical basis are these people trying to win an argument about why this shouldn't have been done for, on. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's just been a very interesting weekend. Do you, do you think, uh, uh, over again? Of course I would. There's been a lot of, um, a lot of uptake. There wasn't much, uh, notice when we raised sort of the first 6,000 and posted that on Twitter. Uh, even though already the whole campaign was viral, there, there wasn't, uh, much notice when we went over 10. Uh, it wasn't even much notice when we approached 20. But but from That's then, right. uh, you know, once the amount got to kind of, I don't know, an, an offensive amount. That's the only way I can put it. You know, a monetary amount which became offensive. Um, suddenly, uh, first it was people Rose Must Fall. Yeah, oh, there we go. Uh, uh, Microaggressed. <laughs> yeah, people were triggered by the amount of money we had raised. Um, and the, uh, the comparator, comparisons and the moral relativism is just all over the place. These people are drowning in moral relativism. It's, it's actually very, very sad. I mean, I've just literally had, amongst the people who've given me hate mail is one of the, you know, the more senior, um, EFF, uh, chief of staff or something like that on Twitter, you know, who, 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 who happily says, oh, but, oh, oh, why haven't you raised any money for, oh, what about the black waitresses, they say? And then I, I pose the very same question to him, which is, you know, you, you claim to speak on behalf of black people, you claim to defend black waitresses, but what have you done to raise funds for them? So it's just been very blatant hypocrisy by these people. Um, and then, you know, you know, just as a final point on this one, you know, he, he's then sort of queried by other people on Twitter and he goes, well, hang on, um, net bank matter of his. He goes, oh, no, but hang on, I, I earned those net bank shares because I worked for them. And people then ask the right question. Well, this waitress also worked at that table and had earned a, a tip of some sort. And having not been paid was the actual problem, the exception to a situation she's going through that you are also going through. So it's the sort of ironic, sort of hip, just pure hypocrisy that I find abhorrent. Yeah, but see, we all know everyone's, everyone's a fucking communist until it's actually time to be charitable. We all know that. Communism only works when other people, you know, give you money to do things. It's never the communists themselves who are the charitable ones. One of the things that really I find very frustrating about the situation is the, the self-imposed lack of agency that the lefties come and criticize us on. So they, they, they come at us with a assumed 
lack of agency on their part. So they'll ask us, I mean, they'll elevate us to uh, messianic levels and say, oh, but why haven't you collected money for that incident or this particular incident? And you sit back and you ask yourself, well, what's this person actually saying? Are they saying they are incapable of replicating what we were able to achieve? This is just an issue of rhetoric versus people who are willing to act. And that is a common uh, characteristic of the left. They're full of words. There's plenty of talk. Um, but when you then ask them to do something that benefits the people that they are fit to trade for, the people that they claim to represent, nothing. That's when you get the crickets. So, again, I'm undeterred. Um, if you were to ask me to do this again for any other person or whatever race, I'll totally do it because ultimately people matter. Yeah, I think uh, importantly, you know, it was never about the person's race. It, it, had, it really, Absolutely. that was what it was about for Intercorsa Kwabe and his friends. Uh, That's it, right. It, it, it wasn't about that, that for us. It, it was about a horrible thing being done to another person and person. Trying, to, trying to at some level correct that wrong. Mm. Um, what do you make no, of all, totally the, all these sort of identity politics around, around it? Again, it's, it's, it's people asking us to assume their baggage. Um, I mean, they are the ones who hold um, racially charged and actually just racist views. They are the ones who want us to view the world through a racist lens. And for them, it is only our actions are only then legitimate once we hold their racist views. And I just, again, this is a failure of reasoning. This is a, it's the idea that somehow uh, the action of helping another human being is illegitimate for as long as they're not helping someone they determine is actually human and whose lives they determine actually matters. So everybody else is just a, a mere uh, metric, a mere uh, something to be discarded like you know a piece of gum after it's been uh, chewed on. And this is what I find appalling. Uh, this is the sort of racism that we should be fighting against in this country and speaking out against. Because if we don't, then we allow them to own the debate, to own the narrative, and that's totally unacceptable. Yeah, but I mean, even if we did fund one of the defined groups in the oppression Olympics, you know, if the races were reversed and we did help raise funds for a black waitress, the fact that it's, the, it's white men who did it would still be an issue. Oh, absolutely. That's, again, another characteristic of the left, ever-shifting goalposts. Um, why? Because... Again, it's, it's something I've, I've said on Twitter, which is uh, for the left and for these social justice wimps, for them, it's, it's the idea that they own not only the narrative around this issue, but also the, the, the people, the agents in the issue. So when they look at me, for example, they go, oh, but he's black. Why is he doing that? We own black people and the black narrative. So why is he going against our, um, what do you call it, our, our, our supreme word? As, as the leaders of, of, in inverted commas, blackness and black thought. Why is he not feeling what we just, uh, you know, characterized as, again, in inverted commas, black pain? You know, these things are very problematic because through that deep, they are denying individuals agency. They are saying you cannot act unless we, this elite group of intellectual or faux intellectuals of, of blackness, tell you you can act. And I totally reject that racism. I totally reject it with the contempt it deserves. 
Yeah, well, I, I lost the last uh, large group of people that told us to uh, lump people into certain categories based on their race uh, were the National Party during apartheid. This is yeah, no different. How that worked out for everybody. Yeah. Um, I mean, this is, you know, this is, again, gentlemen, it's part of the problem that, and why I've argued that we need a society that encourages ideas. Ideas matter. We must challenge these views using rational thought, um, reasoned debates, and actual evidence. And again, if you look at, if you again, go through all your mentions on Twitter, you will see that none of these people who have been critics have actually brought forward a reasonable and reasoned argument. To them, it's just, well, you are black and you are white, and this is the prism through which I viewed this incident, based on nothing more than trendy lefty theory and all sorts of rhetoric that actually doesn't speak to what was happening. Yeah. Yeah, and no, I agree with you, but what we need to keep in mind, I mean, the, the problem we face is a very, very, very vocal minority. I mean, the people, the people who donated didn't say anything on Twitter or Facebook or, or created a hashtag. They just sent me the proof of payments and they say, for the waitress or my daughter's a waitress. And if she got, uh, you know, respect treated in this way, it would be deplorable. I really feel for, for this waitress in principle. So the people who already donated and which, which far outnumber the people who hate us in this regard oh. are, are the ones that count. So we must not, Absolutely. we must not forget. I mean, this was a highly successful campaign. And the reason Absolutely. why the left is so angry is the very reason why it was successful because we've done oh. something that they could never do ever. Oh, oh. oh the hatred divides people. And, and that's a consequence of spewing hate. You know, people are not attracted by a hateful message, even if you present it with a smile, as they often do, people are not attracted to messages of hate. Deep down, deep down, most people are like everybody else. They just want to enjoy their liberty, pursue their opportunities, and live with dignity. And those three things were represented in this campaign. Um, those three things spoke to exactly what every single individual who added their 20 rand, their 50 rand, however much they put in, those are the three things that they sought to re return to this young woman. And I'm proud to be part of this campaign. Um, you know, if you have said, let's do something different uh, and, and then do it again, I would totally be on board because that's what voluntary cooperation is all about. That's how you empower individuals and your society at large. Yeah, but to be honest, if it wasn't for you, I don't know whether this would have been started. So you deserve all the credit. Um, you've, you did an excellent charitable act right at the beginning. And that, you know, made us think, why not let's, let's do a little bit of crowdfunding for her. So you take the credit, sir, and you can be my house nigger anytime you want to. <laughs> Chaps, thank you very much. But again, team efforts. Um, I really do not want to take away. Um, this was a team effort and not only a team effort, South Africans. Yeah, people a from community abroad, effort. Everybody who donated, absolutely. Everybody came together and said, we'll make it happen. Sikhle, thank you. Thank you so, so much. Uh, we, we're sure to be in touch uh, regularly, I guess. Thank you very much, Chaps. Thanks for having me. Thanks, Sikhle. Cheers, mate. Right, so um, there you have it from Sikhle. Um What we're going to do now is we're going to bring Ashley onto the show um, and uh, we're going to chat to her just about her experience, kind of first person, uh, and uh, just chat to her a little bit about her background and life. 
Um, I know some people have been quite interested in that. So here we go. Right. So, uh, Ashley, are, are you there? Yes, I'm here. <laughs> oh, hi, hi. Uh, is it, it's Ashley Schultz, eh? Is that, have I said that correctly? Yes. Um, yes. Thanks so, look, thanks, thanks so much for coming onto the show. Uh, I know, uh, uh, that, uh, you know, I'm sure we've, we've received quite a lot of abuse. I'm sure uh, anyone who's, who's, who's tried, uh, has, has also, uh, sort of hurled some stuff at you. So I appreciate you uh, making yourself open to us. Um, <laughs> do you want to just tell us, you know, we know based on what the Facebook post said, what happened. Uh, maybe you can tell us uh, a, a sort of first person. Um, that is pretty much it. I mean, I just, it was a very quiet day. I served the guy. It wasn't particularly rude while I was serving him or anything like that, you know. Um, I was just, I just did my job basically. And, um, I didn't actually, when I read what he said on the bill, I couldn't actually make out what it said when I was busy doing the car transaction. And then I kind of went back and read it and I was kind of shocked and a bit devastated. Yeah. I, I mean, you know, can you, I mean, I assume you've had difficult patrons before. Uh, you know, it, it's it's not an easy yeah. job being a being a waitress. Uh, you know, wait, yeah, waitering on people. Yeah, difficult, but nothing like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and 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 can give us a sense of of you know why it upset you so much. Um, besides, like obviously having a, like maybe just having a bad day. It just it's, it just seemed kind of cool. Um, I like I don't understand. Like I, like this person doesn't know me. I don't know him. Like. I don't, like, how can you have so much hatred towards you pretty much? Yeah, actually, I mean, if any of us received that on, on, on the bill, I'm, I'm sure we would all have the same reaction. But tell us a little bit about yourself, please, Ashley. Like, what, um, what do you do? What, what your circumstances are? We would like to know. Um, well, basically, I've been waitressing there for about four years. I stopped studying a while ago because I needed to, you know, make money. Um, I've been working about, uh, literally I've just been working for the past four years. Um, in the meantime, lately I've been spending time with my mom. Um, um, yeah, that's pretty I, much I, it actually. I understand your, um, your mom's sick, which we, we didn't know originally, obviously, uh, you know, but yeah, uh, she she's quite ill. Yes, yeah, she is. Um, how's, how's that treatment and everything going? Um, she's, I think she's finished with chemotherapy now. Yeah. Um, so it's just basically, um, keeping her strong, you know, it's, it's helped, it's helped quite a bit. I mean, she, she, she has gotten a bit stronger since she started. Yeah. Um, yeah, I actually spoke to her yesterday. She sounds like a, a, a pretty strong woman. Yeah, she is. She definitely is. Yeah, she's tough. <laughs> tough as girls. And, and actually, just tell me, I mean, I don't want to make this an Oprah moment, you know, uh, but <laughs> when, when you first got uh, got wind of, of what we were doing, uh, what what did you think would happen? I was, I was actually, I was, I was quite shocked. <laughs> um, I was very overwhelming. I, did, I don't know, I didn't, I didn't expect to get anywhere near as much as what it actually did. <laughs> Neither did I, to be really honest with yeah, you. Yeah, none of us. <laughs> quite, quite shocked. I mean, your your mom's been a working woman her whole life as well. Yeah, definitely. She's been working in Twitter Scale for about, I think it's 25 years, or working with nursing for 25 years. She's a nurse. She's been a nurse for 25 yeah. years in the public service. Yeah. Yeah. So she's a pretty, pretty amazing woman. Yeah, she is. Absolutely. 
And Ashley, I mean, now that it's all you know done and and finished and all that, what what are the plans going forward? Uh, well, it's, it's what what this has done is, is it can basically I can I can afford to study now, and I can afford to do so many different things. Um, and so you stopped I, studying because of uh, a lack of fees, essentially. You 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 weren't able yeah, to cover your fees. Yeah, then like I didn't, I wasn't also like you know you get to that age where you're not really hundred percent sure if what you're studying is what you what you actually want to do, and I didn't want to waste money on that, so I just started working to see what happened. Yeah. And uh, um, what 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 are you looking to study? Uh, I want to study drug training. <laughs> yeah, your mom did say that you're very passionate about uh, you know rehabilitating dogs and uh, animal yeah. animal welfare in general. Yeah, I love animals. So hopefully, hopefully this will help. Uh, you know. <laughs> help you help you pursue that. <laughs> All right. Well, that's uh, that's great, Ashley. Uh, thanks so much for for coming on, and we're we're really glad we were able to, in the end, help you a lot. I mean, it it just started off as trying to make you feel a bit better about a really horrible experience, and and once again, sorry for that. I think you've realised that most people aren't like that, and and don't have that sort of hatred for people just based on nothing. Um, so uh, yeah. I hope uh, I hope uh, it you know all's well that ends well. Thank you very much. Thanks, Ashley. We'll keep in touch. Yeah. Awesome. Cheers, mate. All right. So um, that's uh, that's uh, Ashley Schultz. Uh, Ashley uh, is the uh, waitress um, from the Obs uh, Cafe. Uh, who uh, all the money has uh, gone to, at least from our side. There is still a uh, GoFundMe campaign, uh, which uh, just to give you a little bit of insight on that, we did not start that. A uh, guy by the name of Ernst uh, Kruger, who, uh, who who started that campaign. Uh, same idea, around about the same time as us. Um, so once again, just people trying to do a nice thing, uh, not intending to harm anyone, just trying to help. Uh, and he started a, uh, a GoFundMe campaign, uh, also picked up a lot of traction. Obviously, it's nice when uh, you're uh, working in dollars, uh, and it's uh, even better when dollars are 14 to 1. So uh, that campaign has raised over $5,000. Uh, it's just a matter of now bringing that money back into the country for Ashley, uh, and he's working on that um, because – yeah, there's a whole bunch of technical stuff around GoFundMe not being in South Africa, etc. But essentially, uh, we think a very good, happy ending. Um, we often talk on the show of intentions, and your intentions might be good, but it's not just intentions that count. That whole concept of you know the road to hell being paved with good intentions. Um, sometimes, as Ramon has remarked repeatedly, you know the externalities of any kind of particular campaign, any type of thing that you do, may turn out to be quite negative. And we've discussed that you know all the time on on previous shows. Here, we don't see any negative externalities. And that's why we cannot understand the vitriol. Well, of course. What, what, what is the intention? How about a, a lady in need? What is the outcome? Helped a hell of a lot more than the intention. <clears throat> what damage has been done? None whatsoever. What, what is there to dislike for fuck's sake? <laughs> yeah. Um, and I, you know, I'll say it again, uh, as Part of our sort of back and forth with the, um, the roads must fall folk, uh, 
you know, they sort of said to us, oh, well, you would never raise this for, you know, one of our people, um, you know, being one of the students they, they sort of represent, I guess. Uh, so we took those details, put them on our account and, you know, a few hundred or few thousand rand worth of donations went to that student. So, um, the, 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 the reality is, is it's just patently false and any, accusation that anything is racially based or politically motivated from our side is uh, utterly false. I will say I did thoroughly enjoy the fact that Roads Must Fall came out looking quite poor after this. Um, because well, well, let's, get, let's get back to the basics, right? Yeah. They refused to distance themselves from Mr. Kwabe, the, yeah. at least on, the, on Twitter. All they, they just sent us insults the whole weekend. They sent out uh, a screenshot of some racist arsehole in Cape Town calling the K-word for someone or other due to sports. Uh, so they lumped us in with these real arseholes on Facebook. And apparently this post was from 2015 even, not even. The, and then they received an email on Saturday morning about lynching. Some dude in Britain sent a, a shitty racist email. And then they sent it to us and they said, look what you've started. Rose must fall has lost absolutely all credibility in our view. What have, what we've done? We've helped someone pay off their fucking university fees. Maybe not university fees, but studying fees. We've helped someone study. Yeah, we've we've done what you supposedly want to do. Um, we've made education possible for a young lady um, who had given up on that idea. Um, it, it just it just it boggles the mind. It it really does. No, absolutely. And then we, we invited you. Uh, I know you're listening, Rosemans Fall. We didn't invite you. You wanted part of the funds to go to some campaign of yours, which is fraud, so we can't do that. You wanted us to pay transport costs when we said we could telephone you. You wanted us to do all sorts of things to get you on here for 30 minutes, and you still did not pitch up, and you did not give a reason why. You are frauds. You are losers in this regard. And the reason why you hate us so much is because we've done what you could never have done. Here's a tip. Stop petitioning the state to, to do what you need to do. Start looking for funders and start looking for people who actually want to help your cause. And if you're an arsehole about it, no one's going to fund you. Yeah, Simple as that. I think that's an important point because a lot of the feedback that we got was, yeah, I'll help students at UCT. I'll help students anywhere. I'll help all the people you say are, are, are hard done by, no problem. But I ain't doing it uh, through a hate group like Roads Must Fall. So stop being so hateful. Stop hating on people. Stop assuming that all white people are racist. That if a white person sends you an email which is racist and then for, he proves himself to be a bigot and an idiot, don't assume that every other white person is equal to that person. Just as we don't assume that the black people who gave us grief on Twitter, amongst the white people as well, by the way, the black people that gave us grief on Twitter, we don't assume that they represent every single black person. Well, Mr. Kwabe does not represent other people. There's a, uh, an article in Times Live that said he is a bigot. He is an individual Arsehole, why, why smear us differently? Why collectivize us but not yourselves? Yeah, and then uh, a couple of uh, a couple of points uh, over and above, which is um, the hypocrisy of it all. Um, the uh, the the person downtrodden here, a working class person, 
the people eating at the restaurant are not working class and they're not oppressed. These are people eating at a nice cafe in the city of Cape Town, okay, one of the nicest, most beautiful cities in the world. And you, you can throw the Cape Flats at me all you like. They weren't in the Cape Flats. They were in the nice parts, the parts where the Conrad Cox of the world live, the parts where other armchair critics like to live. They live in the, all the nice suburbs in Cape Town. They hate the government that runs that part of the country, but they won't live in Eastern Cape, and they won't live in Limpopo, and they won't live in Mpumalanga. They live in Cape Town, in the lap of luxury, in the middle of everything that is great in that particular city. And um, they these, these, these people are people who um, hate white capital, as they put it, and they hate roads, and they hate all these things, and I'm not going to get into it now, but we can, we've can. we had the discussion. Please go back to our first uh, podcast. Michael Carter went through this in detail about why roads must fall are wrong, about why they're fascist, about revisionism in history. Um, and the bottom line is that these are guys who are receiving a scholarship. Ntokoza Kwabe was in Cape Town because he's flown back flown back during his sabbatical from reading at Oxford, one of the world's leading universities. And most expensive. And most expensive, where he goes for free, where everything is covered for free by the very white charity, inverted commas, because that's what he referred to it as. I don't think the Rhodes Trust views themselves as that. Certainly they wouldn't have a partnership with Nelson Mandela Foundation if that was the case. And Nelson Mandela wouldn't have a foundation with a partnership with them if that were the case. But this guy relies on all of this stuff, is actually part of the bourgeoisie. He is living it up. He's living it up. He has a better life than most of us. And that's okay. That's okay because it's got nothing to do with privilege. He's earned it. He's earned it. I got nominated for a Rhodes Scholarship. It's bloody hard. It's bloody hard to get to the point of nomination, and it's bloody hard to win it. So the chances are he deserves his Rhodes Scholarship. The fact that he's a dick about it, that's not very cool, but he deserves it. It's not about privilege. It doesn't mean we should lord it lord us uh, our sort of suffering over him that we're oppressed because we don't have what he has and that's the problem with him he wants to uh, he wants to do that to everyone else he is claiming to be oppressed when he is not he does not represent anyone he claims to represent because he doesn't have their so-called lived experience and while he can empathize he doesn't do it he doesn't empathize he just hates the other that's all he does and so that's my rant. Ramon? I'm just about to get started here. Um, everyone knows treating... Okay, according to lefty sociology culture, there are power structures in a society. So there's a power structure between a customer and a waitress. If you believe in sociology, you would respect that there's a power structure and you would try to ameliorate that. He didn't do that at all. All he did was <laughs> enforce that power structure by being an absolute asshole to a young woman who can't afford to study. Important to say that I think it was his friend who was who was the original sort of instigator of of uh, all of that. Um, and uh, but I'm going to let Ramon go on. 
And Mr. Kwame was quite uh, keen to, for us to let us know that his his companion, the, the trans black race activist, you know, did this to this waitress. Um, Mr. Kwame must know that trans people are are far more accepted in other parts of the world than in Africa and particularly in South Africa and especially in Cape Town, right? It's one of the most progressive cities in the whole country. So for a, so for a so-called trans black activist on, on the oppression Olympic scale, right at the bottom, right? To, to then humiliate another person, another woman, another woman in a situation in a less powerful position, tell me how that helps your cause at all. Because I can't see it. I really don't. Yeah. So, you done? <laughs> For now. For now. Um, all right. Let's, uh, let's move on a little bit um, because, uh, because, number one, you can hear the vape pen and... Uh, and I don't blame him. He actually needs the nicotine today. Um, so I think I just want to sort of highlight some of the good um, because, you know, we, we have bitched for <laughs> for about 30 minutes. And, and, you know, we had a short reprieve with Ashley and, and, and you know, she seems like a very sweet person. Um, and honestly, from what I can hear, harmless. Um, I don't know why anyone would want to sort of go after a person like that but um there's been a lot of there's been a lot of positive amongst all the negative and 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 i think between the show up to here um if you listen to gareth cliff's show this morning um the third of may uh he 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 and i and roman uh went uh over this whole sort of story uh but what's really great is is his uh sort of commentary towards the end of the interview so i'd highly recommend that uh, but amongst all the nonsense and the bigotry and the hatred and the hating on us for just doing something nice for another person um, we received a lot of support so i think firstly you know the, there really is no credit you said earlier to sikhle you know all the credit for starting this and, and that's absolutely correct but we're just three guys and hundreds of people from around the world and from around South Africa, because we know that the majority of our listeners uh, have donated to the cause. Um, that's the thing about crowdfunding. People were upset about the amount, but that's how it works. You know, lots of people get involved, lots of people buy into it. And before you know it, you've got a big amount. And to every single one of those people who donated, um, some of you who went on to donate to other causes um, when challenged to do so um, and, you know, have now gone on to help students to people who are picking up on this and going, all right, you know, that particular campaign is closed, but next time I go to a restaurant, next time I tip a petrol pump attendant, um, next time there's a working class person who is serving me, I'm going to give them a nice tip. Uh, there's a Facebook post going viral of someone giving double their tip at a at a, at a um, you know a restaurant. They they spent about three hundred rand and they they gave the waiter three hundred rand. Um, I think that's really what it's about. And and once again, as Ramon says, without getting into the Oprah moment, um, just a a big big thank you to all of those people who showed that 
you're not left, you're not right, you're just normal people getting on with your daily lives, knowing what it's like to have a struggle, knowing what it's like to um, have something bad happen to you and want to see the good in humanity. Um, and we see a lot of good having come out of this. Yeah, that's something I, I sometimes do tend to forget because in actual fact that the hate has been just a very, very vocal minority of people. The overwhelming response has been extremely positive. I had dozens of emails, hundreds of tweets, uh, a, f- a few phone calls. Um, Facebook went, went mad over the weekend. And we're not, it's important. We're not doing this for ourselves. It was never the intention. The intention was to help someone out and we just helped them out far more than, than our wildest expectations. And the fact that that happened does not change the fact that we helped someone out. And thank you to all of you who donated. You are the real people, the real heroes in the story. I just sent out a few tweets. Jonathan sent out a few tweets and people responded and we will not take credit for that. We will just say thank you all very much. I think you have changed one lady's life for the better. And who knows what impact she can have on other people in the future. And the feeling of the campaign in general. Um, on a personal note, uh, thanks to uh, in the face of vicious attacks to all of those people who have uh, phoned Ramon and I and Sikhle who have uh, personally supported us in direct messages on social platforms, who have emailed us, who have sent us all kinds of support. Um, we do appreciate that because uh, we're quite tough-skinned. Um, we, we can take a knock or two, and, and we've, been in, we've been in these battles before, um, but I think this was uh, quite an epic one. And uh, it does take a bit of a toll, um, so it is nice um, when you don't feel like you're one man standing on your own. And you've actually got a whole bunch of allies around you saying, yeah, guys, this is, this is a good idea. This was a good thing that you did. Um, so yeah, I, uh, I think that's, uh, that's it on this particular topic. Um, since uh, we've got you, uh, for a short while, I don't want to talk about anything else, but I, I do want to just, uh, uh, punt the show a little bit. Uh, I think, uh, it's relevant, uh, to say that this show is, about talking about ideas, talking about concepts, talking about the narratives which we have a problem with in our society. And, well, this uh, whole campaign and the uh, after effects uh, just proves that. Um, it only uh, goes to, to, to show exactly what we've been saying across all our episodes. Um, I think if you go back to episodes like Sikhle, um, you go back to something, an episode with Gwen and Gwenya, who talk about liberalism, who talk about individual freedoms, who specifically talk about not collectivizing people, not assuming all males, all females, all blacks, all whites. Those kinds of thinking and thought patterns are uh, sending us backwards. They are regressive. They are not progressive in the nature of what they do. And so go back and if you haven't, Give uh, give those shows a listen. Um, they're well worthwhile. Um, some other concepts, are, you know, Ramon will have an article coming out shortly in a in a in in one of the online papers, um, which essentially makes the point. I hope I hope I don't uh, ruin your thunder. Um, yeah, 
You don't have to whisper. You so, and then my mic was on. It will be on the rational stand at some time this week. Obviously, I will tweet the link and please do follow the rational standard. They have excellent articles by our black compatriot as well. Um, yeah, so the, you know, there are plenty of good writers on there, but what Ramon's article is going to get to is that the market wins here. And we're very big on the markets. We're very big on the free market. Um, and we've discussed those things as well. So uh, shows like um, the show we had with Chris Hart and talking about economics, talking about what can really make a difference, what's really going to change the country, what's going to make a difference in all those people's lives that we've been told you know, we need to also help them. Well, listen to the show and listen to what you can do and what this country should be doing to help those people on a macro scale as well as a micro scale. Um, to a show like the one with Martin van Staden on libertarianism. Because um, if you, even if you don't buy into libertarianism, there's a lot to be said about some of the concepts uh, within that theory and within that view. Um, so you know, I just, I just uh, really uh, uh, implore you to open your minds a little bit. Uh, if you're already open to what we're doing, thank you. We appreciate it. Um, we enjoy doing this podcast. Um, we enjoy our interactions. Um, and if you're new to us uh, and if you're hating everything we're saying and you've made it this far into the show, um, well, that's okay. You don't always have to agree with us. We don't always have to agree with you. Uh, and next week, maybe we will agree. We will agree on something. I saw one of our greatest trolls on Twitter um, became a fan. Uh, probably still not a fan of me, but certainly now a fan of Ramon. Um, and and this is the point. The point is, we don't always have to agree, but we need to put ideas forward, and we need to take on those ideas, discuss whether they're good, whether they're worthy, whether they have merit, and then we move on from there. Ramon, any parting shot? Please don't be con so controversial, Jonathan. How dare you? Um, the parting shot is the good has won, the left has not, and we will carry on doing what we're doing. And uh, thank you all, as always. Thank you so much for your support. We will certainly see you soon. Yeah, so that's it. Uh, just a quick punt, as if I haven't done enough. Uh, the uh, Renegade Report Twitter account. Uh, as you probably know by now, but if you're not following us, at Renegade underscore report. Uh, there's a nice uh, piece I posted there last night uh, by Bertrand Russell. It's a short piece, um, and uh, that's well worth uh, well worth uh, going through. Um, and uh, you can find us on Facebook. You can like our page. Uh, just search for Renegade Report. Uh, you'll see our little logo with a microphone on a bullet. Uh, you can like us there. I'm sure Ramon uh, has uh, has has made his Twitter handle famous this week. So at Ramon, uh, which is spelled Roman Kabanek, uh, and then myself at Jonathan underscore Wit. Uh, you can find Sikle and Gobese at Sikle DLK. Uh, well worth a follow too. Um, thank you so much, and we will definitely uh, see you next time. We've got a great guest coming up on the next show. Thank you so much, and bye.
Cliff Central. I've got something important to tell you. Cliffcentral.com.